0: Hello, podcast listeners. This is Eric with the What He Said, She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. Today we have episode 56. Michelle and I are going to talk about upcoming guests. And tonight's topic is going to be forget the red flags. You need to be looking for the beige ones. So we're going to have an interesting conversation, probably under an hour in length. And let me bring Michelle on. There she is. And I have to give her the countdown, because she always gets a chuckle out of that. Three, two, and... Uno mas.
1: What's up? We're, it's been we're, way too long.
0: We're back. Actually, I looked. Our last, Our last Wisdom Pod was in March.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, it was probably at least two months.
0: Yeah, way before I left for six weeks... And then I came back, and then I had a century, and then I just had a three-day bike ride. So I've been literally riding my bike for the last two months.
1: Yeah, you're just riding those pounds off, man. Love it.
0: Oh my god! I woke. You know, normally I'll wake up and my legs will be sore. Mhm. But I think it was all the climbing. My butt, my glutes were so sore, and it I've never really okay. had. I've never really had sore glutes. Mm. And so I'm just like, man, well, that's just all that, all that climbing. Yeah. Climbing will do it. Yeah. Um, Definitely. Yeah. You probably feel that when you go, um, mountain biking.
1: Oh yeah. That, and then, I mean that, that hike that I did, although that was more quad and calf for me, I think just because the whole, I mean, that was just a shit show. How, far of, I, how far
0: of a bike was it?
1: Well, it's 10 and a half miles round oh, trip. Yeah. However, um, five miles, at least five miles, were in snow, <laughs> downhill.
0: Oh, the baldy one.
1: Yeah, the baldy one. But the yeah, day baldy, before is when no I did joke. that mountain biking ride for 22 miles. So within the first half mile, my hip flexors were killing me.
0: Yeah, 22 miles on the mountain bike is a lot.
1: 22 miles on a mountain bike is like 66 on a road bike I'm coming to find. But, you know, you just think that you can do it. I mean, that's how I feel anyway. (laughs) I can What the hell? I'll I'll go around 22 miles and then hike 10 and a half miles and 10,000 feet of elevation. Why not?
0: About four or five years ago when the gravel racing really started kind of kicking in and... Yeah, and people were jumping from road over to gravel, and they would go, Oh, yeah, I'm doing this gravel race this weekend. I'm like, Oh, how far is it? And they're like, Oh, it's only 50 miles. I'm like, 50 miles in the dirt is a long ass way.
1: Well, I think it depends I mean- on um, how much elevation there is.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, it was like, it was like cuckoo. It was like 10,000 feet of climbing. Yeah. Yeah, and it was just like, and then people, you know, I talked to them, and like, and a lot of times they would be, oh, I didn't finish, or man, I was like so haggard, like the last 20 wow. miles, like barely riding. In the
1: words of my son, we aren't any quitters.
0: <laughs> no, definitely no, that was the thing about the three-day ride, is uh, we didn't have anyone that was even like contemplating jumping in the van, which is kind of cool.
1: That is cool.
0: Yeah, it, it was, everyone was really solid and just, actually we had, a, I mean, just luckily we had a really solid group of riders. I mean, everyone okay. experienced, no one squirrely, you know, n- no drama, which is like, Woo-hoo. you know, when 27 people riding, 30 people total.
1: That's because how many, how many women were there? <laughs> Five? 12. Oh, wow. Okay.
0: 12, well, they were of the 12, 27, cool.
1: 12 of the 27 were were women. Well, very 12, pretty very cool. Good, pretty
0: good. Pretty good split.
1: Awesome. Love it. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just getting back from the East coast. I was at my roommate from college's daughter's wedding in Baltimore.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: And, uh, <laughs> actually kind of funny. I, I, had mentioned to you that I met some guy. Oh my gosh. They met on, I think it it was Bumble, but I'm not, no, wait, it might've been Hinge. They met on Hinge, dated for a month, got married.
0: Hinge seems to be coming up more and more.
1: Yeah, I think so. But, um, so anyway, he's the one that's creating the new app called Slam. And I can't remember (laughs) Um, I can't remember the acronym for it, but then my roommate's brother who met his now fiance, um, (laughs) met her, they met on, um, Bumble and definitely want to interview them. They're actually getting married sometime this year. Um, but he came with a great acronym, sex, love, and marriage slam.
0: (laughs) Nice. But that's not
1: what the acronym really stands for. It's no,
0: like, no. It's gonna it's gonna be Did you get slammed?
1: Oh my gosh. I'm like, could you think of a worse name? Um so anyway, oh. he's like oh, there's, there's probably. It's, gonna launch, it's gonna launch at some point. And you know, we'll see what happens. I think you and I should come up with our own dating app.
0: Mm, yes.
1: I think we could I think we could probably do that at this point. Yeah. Oh, Ed and his girlfriend, Stephanie, actually, Ed is now getting married three, three times. Um, but his second wife, he paid for this, um, dating service that was quite expensive. And, uh, I don't know how long they were married for, but, um, they did not make it and, So now his new fiance, he met on Bumble. And uh, I definitely want to have them on. And then another friend of mine from back East, um, pretty sure we went to the same high school together, but then like later on, we somehow reconnected. Nice. Uh, She met the guy that she's dating now on Match. So I've got that one lined up. And then my other friend, Karen, met some guy on I think it was Match as well and they got married. He was from New York. She was from Pennsylvania and I think they just moved to Colorado. Mm. But so lots of lots of good success stories about
0: yeah, online. I, I recently turned my profile back on Match. That's the one that you and Maria perused when we were in um Morro Bay. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I want to look at your matches. So
0: we'll see. We'll see how. The, I'm I'm waiting for the fifty percent. Waiting for the fifty percent discount. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah, has anything changed? I mean, Uh-oh, I haven't yeah. been on in in quite yeah, long time,
0: it's, it's, obviously. I'm 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 definitely gonna do one month because I'm only gonna be home for five more weeks. Well, you're in a tough actually, spot. Four right actually now. four more weeks. Pardon me, four more weeks yikes um yeah.
1: I hate to say it, but I don't know what woman is gonna be like, okay, I'm in when
0: you're when I know
1: you're off jet setting,
0: I know you don't have to tell me that, but you never
1: know you might find it, your diamond in the rough,
0: yeah i I hope so because it's like it it I mean. There's been a couple people that I've I've chatted mm-hmm. with, and and I, I lead with that now. It's like, well, I kind of have a complicated work life balance. Yeah. <laughs> you like, know, and then and then they're like, you know, like, oh, like what do you work lots of hours? And it's like, well, are you no. a stripper? <laughs> well, no, and it's, and it's and it almost sounds scammy, you know? Yeah. because, Oh well, I leave for a month. And then I'm home for six weeks and then I leave for a month and I'm home for six weeks and I'm gone for two weeks and then I'm home for you know, it's like, it almost sounds kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. You know? but, but then I share like my, my, you know, the work website and stuff and then they look at it and they're like, Oh wow, that sounds really exciting. I go, it is. That's I go, cool. uh, what, what people <laughs> always say to me is like, Oh, well, what if you meet someone on these tours? It's like, well, Almost everybody is coupled up. Right. And and most of the people on the tours are mm, quite a bit older than me. Yeah. You know, I and so like and, and honestly, it's not it's not an idyllic environment to actually meet someone. Well,
1: Cuz it's no like time. I'm just
0: I'm just working the whole damn time.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that wouldn't work. It work. doesn't
0: work, you know. You need to
1: find yourself a nice um independent woman that doesn't mind that you're gone for five weeks
0: well well i actually i'm never going to be gone for as much as i was just gone six weeks was the max and that's because they had a covid makeup tour and so Uh, that's why i had three back to back back to back to back -back.
1: that makes sense
0: and and so like (laughs) next year we only have 11 tours and we don't have anything back to back gotcha you know, and and this or we have nine tours next year, pardon me. We have eleven this year. And okay. we have several back to backs. You know, and it was so it's just hoping
1: makeup time.
0: Hoping that hoping that someone is uh hoping that someone is okay with that.
1: Well, like I said, it could be that you're just kind of finding The right person that is okay
0: with i think the the right person is going to have to be independent uh and perfectly content with like doing stuff on their own but realizing that hey when when the dude's in town things are better it's not yeah
1: all right well let's get rolling on this eight beige flags to be aware of
0: the eight I never heard of beige flags.
1: I never did
0: either. And of course, I went to my favorite website, (laughs) theeverygirl.com. Actually, I like that website a lot. I know you do. There was a lot to choose from. And if you look at the date, this is a relatively new uh, article. So the article is, forget red flags. You need to be looking for the beige ones. And I think sometimes, especially with online dating, people are so... Into the thought of being in love, that they way overlook the red flag, or in this case, the beige flags.
1: Or they're young and just really
0: dumb. Well, <laughs> most of the people in our demo are 40. <laughs> I know, 50, I'm 60, just kidding. But the reality is, that doesn't mean that they're not dumb.
1: Or looking for their <laughs> way out.
0: Yeah, you know, it's like. I can't tell you how many times I've, I've gone out with someone like, you know, one time and they're like, okay, I'm ready to like delete all my apps and like yeah. tag, you're where's it. The it's like, where's the
1: ring? Where's the like, ring? tag? You're it. It's
0: like, Whoa, like cool. Your jets woman. It's like, where's the, the
1: ring? Where's the ring? <laughs> it's around my neck. It's a noose.
0: <laughs> well, the problem, the problem sometimes with that is, is that they, they they've had such horrible relationships that the first like, Decent.
1: Half decent. Half Got decent
0: it. dude is like seeing, yeah. Oh my God, this guy's like gold.
1: Claws in man. Claws oh. in.
0: Oh, it's like the girl, the girl. I know I mentioned this in many oh. other podcasts. The girl who's like, you know, why not? We've gone on a few dates and then it's like, Oh, Oh you rather go ride your bike with your friends than to be with me. It's like, what?
1: No. How about the last check? Which one? The one that you met once and then you were gone for five weeks and then you got together again. She's like, let's talk about your social media. Yeah, let's um,
0: talk, no, let's, really? let's, well, it was It was better than that. Let's talk about, Oh, we, need to, ha- oh, we need to have yeah. a conversation. This is a person that I met online. I was gone for six weeks in Japan and Europe, come home. We go out on our, technically our first date. We never met before ah. that. You know, and so it was just kind of a, you know, appetizers and and drinks, kind of kind of meet and greet, and then she starts off with, "Okay, we need to have a conversation about all these people following you on social media."
1: Yeah, hello.
0: Like, what the hell does that mean?
1: We need to have a conversation about us not getting together again.
0: (laughs) Well, what it basically means is. She's had a tremendous amount of time to troll my social media. To troll my to go through all my social media and see all the people who are following me. And now it's like, oh man, he's got too many chicks following him. What's going on here? Like, is this guy is this guy a player or what's going on? You know, the reality is. When it comes to Instagram, which 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 was the topic of conversation, you have no control over who follows you.
1: Exactly.
0: And I'm not going to sit there and start deleting people I don't know because I'm just right. like.
1: Whatever. That, hey, they that, might be people interested in writing
0: with us. Well, then that becomes work. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I, I just don't even want to deal with that. And then the, the best one was after I kind of shut that line of conversation down I she she said well the next time we go out we need to go to like a really nice restaurant so I can get dressed up and da, 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 da. and it was kind of like wow this chick has already got this chicks already got stuff lined up and and I haven't even asked her out for a second date
1: yeah that's just crazy well
0: and then, and then she then she told me <laughs> Oh well I have I haven't gone out on a date in a long time.
1: Yeah,
0: like, kind of like oh she it, it was like the guys that your brother was talking about. oh, they just want just want to go out for, and get wined and dined and and that's it. Yeah oh, well. for sure have, All right,
1: let's get on with this article.
0: Let's get on with it.
1: Okay. Whether you're I'll, on multiple dating apps, just one or none at all. I'll bet that you're familiar with the pressure that goes along with creating a dating app profile. We've talked about that a lot. Yes. From the photos to the short answer prompts, dating app profiles are the one and only opportunity users have to showcase their personality and uniqueness in what feels like a very personal, high stakes, elevator pitch slash, I'm adding, marketing profile. With limited character counts and the already unnatural feeling, of describing all that you have to offer in hopes that someone finds you interesting and hopefully attractive, deciding what photos to use and what to say basically becomes rocket science. With all that in mind, it's always clear who put the time and effort into creating a swipe-right-worthy profile and who really missed the mark. A quick scan through a profile often reveals flags, for better or worse. Green flags mean go for it, red flags mean run for the hills, Yellow flags mean proceed with caution. And now there's a new flag to look out for beige flags.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Caitlin McPhail coined the term beige flags through a viral TikTok series. So, of course, we dove into the entire playlist to find out exactly what a beige flag is and which specific ones to be on the lookout for and refrain from having in your own profile. So, nice. what? What is what? a beige flag? Go for I'll it.
0: About, let me do that one. So we're gonna talk, Caitlin McPhail. That's a, that's kind of, that's kind of a. I wonder if that's a fake name.
1: I don't know, but I like the way she spells her last name too.
0: Yeah, and then it her 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 uh, IG is it's Cato. So that's funny. So what is a beige flag? According to McPhail, beige flags are an indication that someone didn't put much effort into their profile is incredibly boring or both learning, (laughs) leaning into genetic generic hobbies and interests. For example, like going to the gym or petting puppies doesn't (laughs) offer any special information about a person and in turn makes their profile boring. Basically when users come across profiles that lack personality and uniqueness, It becomes safe to assume that if they were going to go on a date with this person, it would go nowhere and uninteresting. It's interesting. We've talked about that. Uh Of course, there are always exceptions to these rules, since everyone is looking for different things in a partner. But just like red flags are something to be wary of, beige flags are too. Going back to this, I am a firm believer that if someone puts little or minimal effort into their profile, you are going to get little or minimal effort.
1: <laughs> uh, absolutely. Although I have to say, when I was doing mine, I I really didn't put a great deal of effort in.
0: Yeah, but you're um, So it's like it's like the, the dude the dudes are going for the dudes are going to go for the uh, oh wow look at her. It's like yep, I do her. Swipe right. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> that, well, that's what it. For, for some dudes, that's what it is.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I I'm guilty of that too. I'll I'll never forget the times when I would be sitting on my gym floor and my two male clients, which were like, you know, my my bestie males, they we would be they'd be looking over my shoulder. I'd be like, all right, let's go through my my um, my profile matches and. It was, I think it was on match where you have the X or the check mark maybe. And oh I'd, be like, I'd be up. like,
0: eh. <laughs> oh man, they, they just sent me 23 new potential matches.
1: Oh, there you go. Hey, maybe one night.
0: First one. Should... The first one is called Hot Nurse Chick.
1: I think maybe one night we should spend the duration of the podcast going through your your um matches. That'd be fun. Yes. All right. Chan so and let's go Chino, on.
0: Shannon Downchino looks kinda cute.
1: <laughs> Stop. Then- All right. Beige flags to look out for. Ahead are eight of the many beige flags that McPhail has explained in her TikTok series. To hear about more of them or watch as she reviews dating app profiles submitted by followers, head over to her TikTok. If ah. all their photos are selfies, according to McPhail, McPhail, this would indicate that someone doesn't have any hobbies or extracurricular activities. She says that sh- this could also be a red flag, but on the surface, this mostly indicates a boring lifestyle.
0: Well, for, <laughs> for me, this just always is... It, it is, a, I think, a red flag if everything is a selfie or if there's no group photos or like... Hey, look, these are all my friends. We all went to Cancun together. What? It's like, well, to me, it's it's one of those things where does this person not have any friends? Right. You know, yeah. and, and and nowadays <clears throat> people, I'm not going to say introverted because it's not introverted. They're more isolationists. The people who are more isolationists, it's like those are the ones you really got to watch out for. Because they don't they mm-hmm. don't have a friend a friend at work, they don't have a bestie, they don't have that person they went to in college who's still in their life. It's like Tank, you are MF and it. Yeah. You are you are my backstop in this life. And when they drop all that onto your lap, that is a huge thing. Yeah. And and so that to, that to me is always kind of scary. It it's when it, I kind of got that feeling about the, that one gal, the one who had a had a hissy fit about me going on a bike ride. It's like it didn't feel like she had really a friends network, right? You know, she had she had grown kids. You know, and I think I, think, I remember her son was still living at home or something, which is not a big deal, but but it was just it didn't feel like she had a lot of friends. Yeah. And so it was like, yeah, me seeing her like on a date and then two days in a row. And then on day three, all of a sudden it's like, Oh, you're going to go do something else and not see me. It's like, yeah, I've seen you three times in four days. Like that's, that should be plenty,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know? And, and it wasn't, it was just like, it's like, oh no, you need to you need to commit to me like fully, like hundred percent of your time has to be me. And it's like, whoa, this is no good. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, that's to me, that's kind of frightening. And so when you see someone and all it is are selfie, selfie, selfies, and there's no pictures of group trips or a friend's network, you have to ask that question. Like, like, Hey, what are you, what are you looking
1: doing? for someone to make you happy?
0: Hey, what what are your friends like?
1: Yeah. What
0: are what are your friends like? Do
1: you, you know? have any friends?
0: Do you have <laughs> any friends? Yeah.
1: If people don't have friends, there's probably a, that's, that would be another beige flag actually. And that could be in this list. All right, yeah, let's that, go on to the next one. If their yeah. hobbies are extremely general... Drinking coffee, not, nothing wrong with that. Going out to eat, taking naps, and petting dogs are not have hobbies. They're just <laughs> things that basically everyone does on a day-to-day basis. So They do not fall under the special or interesting category. <clears throat> Unless petting dogs is part of like a rescue that you either run, own, or volunteer at.
0: If they own a rescue their life is the rescue. Yeah. Because I I do know a few people that like, you know, rescue dogs, most mostly dogs. And that becomes their life, which means in turn, that will become your life. So yeah. you need to be all, yeah, I have one friend, she's always hitting me up to take a dog. You know, she lives like a mile from my house. And it's kind of like, I, I can't, I, I, I travel too much. I can't have a dog. Yeah, for sure. Do you think you could, you know? Do you think you could maybe keep one for a month? It's like, no, I can't. It's like I'm, I don't. I got too much stuff going on. Yeah. But but also, you know, one of the one of the nicest things you can hear from someone is, you know, I have, I have the things that I like to do, and you have the things that you like to do. And I'm perfectly happy with us being able to do our own things right. at our own time with our own friends. And if you hear that, that to me, there's a sense of maturity there. Right. And that is a huge positive. So, you know, the people, someone who is, finds their way into my life is a either going to have to be a cyclist. And a hiker or just, and will need to be just plain active. Right. Or they have to be accepting of the fact that, hey, every once in a while, I disappear for entire days to go bike riding. Yeah. Or in this case, the last three days for three whole days. Yeah. Yeah. Left it left here at 5 a.m. on Friday and didn't get home last night until, I don't know, 8 p.m. Mm.
1: That's,
0: a, that's a That's a lot of hours.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: It's a lot of hours.
1: You know? For sure. All right, you read the next one.
0: If they, wow, well, it. Uh, <laughs> if they make any reference to a mainstream sitcom, hmm, if someone is looking for the Pam to their gym,
1: wait, the stop. Ben. Yes. What what is their the Pam to their gym?
0: That's the office.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yep, I don't ben, know
1: Ben to their Leslie either.
0: What's that? You you don't know who Ben to your Leslie is?
1: Nope.
0: <laughs> Parks and Rec. Yep. Oh,
1: okay, I know the next one.
0: Monica to their Chandler. Yep. Of course. Yep, <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, just assume that as deep as they are going to get when it comes to romance. Similarly, if they quote basic sitcoms or saying anything like "In my free time." I'm probably watching The Office. It's safe to assume their taste in TV shows is outdated. That's funny. I still watch frickin' Seinfeld. And I still oh, think it's hilarious. I, I still think, think it's hilarious. A
1: silly one.
0: That's, that's a silly beige. I, I don't know. That's a silly beige. Ba- I agree, silly beige. You know, some people like the older stuff, you know. Right. And, and honestly... Here's a funny story. So when I came home, I'd been gone for six weeks. So I turned a lot of my electronic stuff just—I just turned the power switches off. Yeah. You know, because you know, I don't want my house to accidentally burn down. You know, you know, in case you know Ben gets bad and pees on my power strip or something. Uh huh. And, and so I, and so what? I came home and, and for two weeks I didn't turn the television on because the funny thing about. TV in Japan, it's all Japanese. Like there's no, there's no, uh, there's no American channel. Right. And then when I went to Europe, it's all, it was all in Dutch in Amsterdam, except for like the BBC news. You can only watch the BBC for so long. Right. Right. There was no HBO or Cinemax or anything like that.
1: So us Americans are spoiled is what you're saying
0: super spoiled. But what I ended up doing was I got very used to not watching television. So for about two weeks after I got home, I didn't watch TV. Yeah, I really don't. I didn't turn my TV on for two months, basically. And so when I turn my TV on, I have the TiVo service that basically allowed me to cut the cable about eight years ago. And since the TiVo service hadn't connected to the server in over a month, it had to re download all the 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 services. It had to reload that download like YouTube and Prime and Netflix. Oh wow. It's so all when I turned the TV on, I couldn't use it.
1: That's crazy. I had to wait like a
0: half an hour for it to download all the programs again.
1: Yeah, we're we're boycotting Netflix since they changed the family plan option.
0: Oh, so what you can't use one password for twenty people? Yep. Yeah, Even though I'm,
1: you're paying for a family plan, like, and I would have it on four different devices, so super annoying. So I'm just not going to watch it anymore. All yeah. right, let's go to the next one. If their fluent language or love language is listed as Sarda, <laughs> first of all, that's not a language. You can you cannot be fluent fluent in it. Anyone who considers themselves to be the sarcastic type is probably not very mature or honestly not that funny.
0: I I concur with that, and I've actually seen people write that in their profiles. Like, my love language is sarcastic. That's so crazy. If so if you can't handle it, swipe left. It's like, okay, swipe and left. Thank you. Swipe and left. <laughs> thank you. Thank Appreciate you for, that. Thank
1: you for the heads
0: up. Thank you for the heads up. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. I actually like this one. If they're looking for someone to go on adventures with, what does that even mean? Are we talking about going on trips, hikes, and ghost tours? Nah, no ghost tours. Or are we talking about trying out a different coffee shop in a neighboring town? Everyone's definition of this is so different. But it's such a generic statement that it's usually not worth diving into.
1: I I don't know
0: about that. I disagree.
1: I I disagree, too, because... If you're an adventurer, who cares what the adventure is? The adventure could be that you do adventure Saturday, like go ride a ride that you've never ride before. I mean, yep. I,
0: I, adventures I, I, I have, are... I have, a, I have a, had this saying for the last six months since I've been on this new, new position. It's like, I want to go to all the places that I've never been.
1: Exactly. That's how I, I am. And I'm getting
0: a damn big dose of that.
1: That is why when I talk to my one friend from church, she says, she she giggles. She goes, "You're dating California." I said, "I am," and I love it. Yeah, why would you keep riding the same ride all the time when you can you can go to different places? I mean, people get in their habits, their ruts, or whatever. But my goodness,
0: one of one of the reasons why I started the Ladies and Gents Cycling Club, was the group that I was riding with did the same rides all. They had like three rides they rotated between. Yeah, and yeah. they were the same yeah. damn rides. And yeah. I was just like, oh, fuck, man. And so then I started riding with OCW, and that's when I met Terry. Mm-hmm. And then I started Ladies and Gents, and my idea was to create all these interesting and unique rides, like the ride from the train station to Griffith Park, then to Alvarez Street. And, yeah. then, and then the one that was, the one I really like, of course, is the Malibu Century, which I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. And then the third one, and there's so many. I mean, Elisa Creek Bike Trail is a really interesting one. Most people don't even know there's a bike trail. And yeah. then... The, the one where we take the train down to Oceanside and then ride to the glider port and back. I mean, that's, yeah. that, that's a great ride, too. So I created all these interesting and new rides because I wanted there to be an air of creativity in what we do and not do, oh, gee, yeah, let's do this ride. Let's ride to the coffee shop in Glendora again. Like, yeah. fuck, really? Like, For sure. Yeah, we did that two weeks ago. You know, and then I started the the um, the spooktacular ride. <laughs> you yes, know,
1: that's so much fun.
0: The spooktacular ride is even is though
1: lo- I wasn't able to wear cycling shorts, and even on a nine mile ride, it was not cozy.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Well, a lot of people. Well, think about the little kids on the BMX bikes. That's a long oh. way. Dang. That's a, those little kids were pedaling their hearts out. Yeah. It was like, yeah, was like, yeah I, I told people it was kid-friendly, but they brought, like, little kids, and I'm like, holy shit, like 10, 12 miles, that's a long way for well, a little kid on a, a BMX bike. Exactly, for you sure. Know? But, but I'm, I, I don't like that they're putting, oh, I want someone to go on adventures with, but I think what they're actually saying is someone needs to be more declarative. Like, what does that mean? So if someone's a foodie, oh, that's actually below if someone's a foodie, does that mean hey, let's go try, let's go to a different uh, restaurant every time, or this and that? For me, I like to ask questions that are quite precise. You know, like I'll ask someone if they if they like bookstores, like oh, do you like bookstores? Because I love bookstores. Yeah. And then they'll go, they'll go, oh yeah, absolutely. I go, oh, have you ever been to the Lost or the Last Bookstore? And if they say no, it's kind of like okay you are totally missing out, you know, we need to go to these bookstores together and you're gonna be blown away. Uh They're both very different. I mean, and one is, the last bookstore is in downtown LA and it's it's an amazing bookstore. And then the Lost bookstore is in Montrose and they have a lot of interesting new and used books. When you walk in, it has a very, like it has a very interesting aroma to it it's it's like it's like it has this book smell to it it's really kind of cool and yeah. then they also have a coffee shop a record shop and they sell plants <laughs> oh so, wow it's a very unique place and it's this younger couple I want to say they're in their 30s and they had this idea of a bookstore that they always wanted to create just around what they love and this is what became of it and It's, it's a cool ass bookstore, but, but to me, it's like finding, finding, finding those commonalities, uh, between two people, I think is really important when you're dating, because if you don't have those common threads between you, I think, uh, when you're, when you're off doing your own things, it's like you have to be able to come back to those common threads.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: But, finding someone who's open and adventurous I think is important
1: yeah and I think that just kind of says that you know you're not not uh, an inside um, couch potato kind of person
0: yeah I mean there's there's one person <laughs> there's one person I'm not gonna say her name but she <laughs> she's no, I'm not gonna say it intentionally but um it's not because I'm gonna be mean or anything but she is always on adventures, always seems to be running away from her responsibility. And that she always wants like, oh, I'm gonna go on vacation here. Oh, I'm gonna go to Mexico. Oh, I'm gonna go to San Diego. Oh, I'm gonna go to San Francisco. I'm gonna go to Big Sur. It's
1: mm-hmm. like,
0: what the fuck is she running from?
1: <laughs> can't sit still with her and thoughts. I can really Well, can't sit
0: still with her, but to me, the more she, has to like i have to get well, oh my god i work two days i have to get out of here i have to go on an adventure it's just like she's running from something
1: running from something all exactly. right if they consider themselves to be a plant parent the hell says that keeping a single monstera alive is nothing to write home about and doesn't really make you relationship material Unless you own a plant store or work at one, this doesn't differentiate you from the thousands of people who own plants and remember to water them. That's a weird one.
0: That's a weird I don't one. Know,
1: have you ever seen that? I mean, I, I would think that that would be more of a girl thing than a guy thing.
0: Men don't have plants in their houses.
1: <laughs> um, my, brother. My, my brother has some plants.
0: They need to, it, it's like they have a cat and they, they just need to worry about putting food and water in the bowl.
1: Yeah, or in totally the time.
0: gave me the evil eye on Friday because I'm leaving with my backpack and then basically, basically like a little gym bag with my cycling uh-huh. stuff in it.
1: Right. And he was
0: like, "You're leaving again." Like he was, he just had this look on his face, like you MF-er.
1: Oh, Daisy, You're leaving it me because my-
0: <laughs> last time I left for six weeks, he was pissed. Yeah,
1: well.
0: And then I came home last night. And then a little, little Ethel was like, like all happy to see me. And then he was like, Oh, Oh good. You came back.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah back. But he had like an, he had
0: a, he had a bad attitude. that
1: still had he have attitude. He did have a, no, he was Cat. just like, he thought I was leaving him
0: for like a month again. Yeah, I know he, so he well. was, he was genuinely sad when I got back. He was just like, Oh man, I thought you left me forever.
1: Aww.
0: The six weeks. <laughs> a cat might feel like a long time.
1: I uh,
0: know, seriously. Well, it is actually, it is a long time.
1: It is. So uh, if they
0: okay. used to... The, let me go to the next one. Hold on. Okay. If they used the word foodie, we just kind of bri- briefly talked about that. And we all love food. So unless you're an actual chef or food critic, this is not going to make people stop to ask you about it. I disagree. But uh, if you get... More specific and say what you, what is your specialty dish or what is your favorite type of food. There might be more inquiring minds. I, I think being a foodie doesn't necessarily mean that you're cook a cook. I think it might mean that you you're like food. You're like food, but you're interested in going out and trying unique things.
1: Or you you just like to eat a lot. And if if I sa- if I found that on somebody's profile, they probably would not be a match for me. I'd be mm. like, foodie. Mm. yep. I'm gonna start drawing some conclusions from that. Well,
0: the foodie or people who drink or are, are, are like wine snobs.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah, and it's like, and for me personally, since I don't drink, like someone who likes to go out and drink a lot of beer and drink a lot of wine, it's like, yeah, I'll go with you, but I'm, you know, it's like, we're not gonna be able to share equally in that activity. Exactly. So let me do this one and then you can do final thoughts. Okay. If, if they include in their opinion of the Oxford comma, this is equivalent to mentioning your opinion of pineapple on pizza in your dating profile is incredibly irrelevant and says basically nothing about someone's personality other than being overly particular about small things. To me, I think someone who would bring up an Oxford comma or proper, you know, proper diction that's gonna be someone who's very cerebral.
1: Yeah, for you know,
0: sure. Or someone who's gonna be professorial, you know, but, and if you're not that kind of person, you better be fine with them correcting you, often. <laughs> for sure, not Agreed. good. Not a good thing.
1: Um, I am still in the habit, speaking of Oxford commas, <laughs> when I'm typing, it's always still two spaces after the period i can't i can't not do that
0: two spaces after a period
1: but you don't have to i know anyway all right final thoughts well
0: here's a little trick so if you're typing on your mac yeah and then you do two spaces it will automatically put a period there
1: oh i didn't know that
0: so if you're typing along and you go space space, it will automatically drop a period on there.
1: Oh, I got it.
0: (laughs) Are you trying it? What just happened? I don't know.
1: You hear that?
0: No. What, what happened?
1: You can't hear something. Something is playing. Hold on.
0: Wait. No, I don't hear it. I think this is the thing that I had one time. Remember when when, when I heard someone's music?
1: <laughs> oh, she made it. it.
0: Okay, this, is hap- this has happened to me before. Michelle, come back. Oh, Michelle, Jim, Michelle Michelle fell off. Okay, I'm going to do the final thoughts. She's going to probably try to reconnect here in a second. So the final thoughts are no one likes to waste their time, especially if they are serious about finding a partner. So if you come across a profile that lacks the oomph, move along. Similarly, if after reading this, you realize that you have a few generic responses in your own profile. Hold on, Michelle's coming back on. In your own profile, it's time to get more specific. Okay, three, two, one for Michelle.
1: Bing! No idea what happened, but go ahead. I think you were reading.
0: I told you, that happened to me where I heard the music, but then when I went back and did the recording, you you can't hear it.
1: It was was another wisdom. Yes!
0: yes okay. that has happened to me it like crazy. leeches in and you hear it but i can't
1: crazy anyway so go ahead you finish okay
0: the point of a dating app is to meet people get to know them and determine if they could be a good partner and the only way to do that is if everyone is being themselves so embrace your interests even if they are niche and don't be afraid to put yourself out there i completely agree with the last statement you have to put yourself out there Put a little damn effort in your profile, though. And if you do, (laughs) I think you will reap the rewards.
1: Answer the questions. Don't be too, like, crazy about it. And
0: don't put, and and the chicas, do not put multiple (laughs) cleavage shots. Because all people are going to do is look at the cleavage and go, oh, hell yeah, swipe right.
1: Yeah, or... And then
0: you go, oh, did you read my profile about me rescuing, you know... You know, kittens? And they're like, uh, no. <laughs> what kittens? The only all kitten I saw. I saw. All, I, all I saw was two puppies. <laughs> oh, too funny. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's what he said. That's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Hilarious. hilarious.
1: Listen, we were, I was with my girlfriends and uh something, <laughs> one of my friends said something about um yeah it'll we'll be in and out in like seconds i'm like that's what he said <laughs> <laughs> and she she was in the middle of drinking something and
0: freaking Did she just spit spit out it?
1: she spit it out i'm like oh yeah you're not used to that are you <laughs> at this point we're like so on it <laughs> Oh my God, so
0: funny! Oh my, it, it's crazy. Is that this year is my 40th high school reunion?
1: When did you graduate?
0: Eighty-three.
1: No, oh, okay. Yeah, I mine's gonna be coming up in two years.
0: Yeah, the only bad part is I can't go because I'll be in Greece. But it's not like it's not yeah, like Blue that. Hill, yeah, river. boo hoo, Crimea river. Yeah, boo hoo. <laughs> I'm gonna be getting sun in the Greek Isles in October. Yeah. What? Oh, life is rough
1: that's definitely my that's a bucket list for me
0: Oh, to
1: santorini and it seems like that's where everyone's going this past year i'm like oh killing me
0: well yeah it, it it definitely seems to be a place that a lot of people are going so and you know oh it's just uh, it's too bad you couldn't come to the uh the ride because Man, it was it was darn nice. Yep,
1: maybe the next one. I uh... honestly,
0: it didn't we you know, I got I got in this morning to work and then he goes, "Hey, how, how much rain did you get?" And I'm like, um, "None." <laughs> it's like it wow. it honestly it honestly didn't even start drizzling until we got to Union Station and it was like you know, more insignificant than anything.
1: When was that? What day?
0: That was yesterday.
1: Oh, because it, it didn't rain here.
0: No, I mean, it was like, it was drizzling. I mean, it was like, not uh, And it was yeah. when, it's when everyone was done. So it, like I said, it's significant.
1: I decided that I'm always going to go back to the East Coast in June because the weather here sucks. You
0: Internet know. In June. It, it, it has been pretty darn bad. Ugh. I'm kind of looking forward. I'm kind of looking forward. To go into France in July and getting some sun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, f- hopefully by July it'll be it'll be nice here. Although last year June gloom definitely bled into July for sure.
0: Yeah. Well the one of the funny one of the funniest things ever was yesterday I woke up. I was so freaking exhausted because the day before the day before was tiring, you know. It was it was it was a real tough day, and a lot of climbing. Big big climb right off the bat. Big like fifteen hundred foot climb right off the bat. And then this morning I woke up. Yesterday morning I woke up. I was tired. I was so tired. I put my knee brace on the wrong knee. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, and then my friend Adele goes. She goes. I was gonna say something about your knee brace. She goes, because you can see the tan line on your other knee, and she's like, "Well, maybe his left knee's hurting."
1: Oh my gosh! <laughs> and then, that's funny. And then
0: I'm riding down Harbor, you know, like we're doing the Malibu entry, and I'm like, "Man, my right knee is hurting." Then I look down. And I'm like, "Oh man, I forgot to put my knee brace on." And then I look over at my left. I'm like, "What the hell's it doing on my left knee?" <laughs> That's funny. And then I had to wait till I got to a stoplight to switch it. Oh my god. But my friend Adele goes, I was gonna say something to you, but I was thinking, well maybe his other knees hurting now. Uh, Ugh. That's when you know you're tired, you know. Killer. But it was it was a fantastic ride. It was really it was really good. Everyone was everyone was really solid. You know, it was just
1: easier.
0: Yeah, and you know, and granted, I mean, the, the worst thing we had was a couple bad flats. Mm. You know, I, um, saw them. I hit, I ran over a nail, and then but, <laughs> you well,
1: the nail on the tire.
0: I Man, I was like, it didn't go through the rim, because oh it was it. Was, I the thing that was that was terrible is I couldn't pull it out. I had I have like a little mini Leatherman in my pack. That's what I he said. I thought I had that because I had to, I had to, I had to use the Leatherman to get it out.
1: You didn't hear me. What did I say? <laughs> you couldn't get it out. That's
0: what he said. That's well. That's what <laughs> he said.
1: I got a, I got a jet. I am actually. You got ready. a Benny.
0: You got a Benny in the jets. Okay, yep. so real quick, I'm going to talk about my new podcast. Ooh. So my new podcast is going to be called Tales from the Bike Shop. I already have five pods in the hopper. I'm editing them now. Uh, Basically going to be talking to interesting and unique people who are out there riding their bikes. Or uh, I had an interview with the woman who runs the Unlikely Cyclist down in Orange County. A very female-centric bike shop. I had a conversation with Cameron Williams who decided he's an Aussie who decided to ride his tandem from the tip of Alaska to the tip of South America. Wow. Here's the key: He's riding it by himself and picking people up along the way to ride with
1: him. That's fun. Is he stopping by Orange County at all?
0: Already gone. He's already already in South south of Mexico. He's almost in South America. Dang. He's already about 17,000 kilometers into a 30,000 kilometer trip
1: that that would be like a story to tell.
0: It's, it's an awesome story, and I just love this guy's uh, adventuresome nature. Um, I had another conversation with, his name is Caleb Branson. He took his parents' 30-year-old tandem that had been sitting in the garage and completely restored it, and then uh, rode the SB100, which is a very difficult century. Yeah. And on it with his friend, Felix. And then one of the other conversations I had was with this gentleman and his wife, Peter Fluke, the Flukes, who wrote a book about uh, riding their tandem across the country multiple times. Wow. And a second book in the work right now about them riding Route 66 on their tandem. And so I've had, and then I have many other uh, interesting conversations coming up with people who own, I really want to talk to people who are small bike shop owners. Yeah. Yeah. Because to me, the small
1: up with somebody in Pennsylvania,
0: that exactly that small local bike shop, the LBS is the backbone of the cycling industry. That's
1: where I got my, my Cannondale.
0: But you know, the corporate owned stores seem to be coming around now. But he The service, the customer service and the unique personalities are all at the local bike shop. Yeah. And I and I want to interview those people. And I want to interview people who are cyclists and and who've done interesting and unique things on their bikes. Because the one commonality the one commonality that that was interesting is so I when I was in Japan, I was walking down I, I was about a mile from my hotel and I was walking down the street. And, uh, I saw this guy and he was locking up his bike, uh, and he had panniers and everything on his bike. And I just stopped and I started chatting with him. I think his name was Malcolm. He was a, he was a British guy and he was doing this big, crazy tour around Japan. And I ended up talking with this guy for like a half an hour because we had cycling in common, nothing more than that. And, and it was just, uh, I think that cycling is such a a common language with the people who are part of it. And there's so many different facets to it, whether it's road cycling, gravel, which is huge now, mountain, et cetera, et cetera. But I know you need to go Yep. and you're off and running and hopefully we'll get to see each other a few times before I leave in a month.
1: All right. Sounds good.
0: Sounds good. And this right. was Hi. episode 56 of the What He Said, She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. Today, we said, forget the red flags. Look for the beige ones. Hope everyone out there in the wisdom community enjoyed our show. And we will see you next Monday, roughly 5, 530 Pacific time. So All right. say good night, Lucy. Say
1: good night, Lucy. Good night, Lucy. <laughs> All
0: right. see ya. Bye. Bye. I would like to thank all our listeners. That was episode 56. Michelle and I were talking about the beige flags, not red flags, but the ones that you need to be very careful about when you are online dating. Once again, our demo is mostly 40s, 50s, and 60s, but I think our advice is pretty much across the board and will help anyone out there. And... We wish everyone a wonderful evening and look forward to talking again next Monday on the Wisdom Application. Thank you and have a good day.